Sports talk. Alex Clancy, Denver Lache in studio. See, I say it right here. I yeah, don't know. You say it right every time. I don't time. understand. I mean, the inflection's right. Uh, <laughs> for those of you that listen, Kwame had a little issue with. Now he's making fun of uh, Demery for having a French last name, something that uh, he can't pronounce. Yeah. So eight 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 three four six nine one four four Friday morning, Phoenix, Arizona. Going to run through a lot today before we head in for the weekend. Uh, college football started last night officially. I think it officially started Wednesday, but uh, last mm-hmm. night. Arizona State beat up on Weber State, which uh, is they were supposed to do, obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, but I'm going to talk to you about why I think that's better than what Texas A&M and South Carolina did with Texas A&M uh, Johnny Manziel. Who? I mean, yeah. it, I don't know if that's going to become a thing uh, down down the road this year. I don't know if I was completely wrong about Kevin Sumlin, but how Johnny Manziel made him all the money that he got in this new contract. Yeah. Um, through one game, I'm wrong. It was rumors that he had weapons behind Johnny Manziel, but obviously last night it showed. Yeah, I mean, they quick. had I mean, when Johnny Manziel was there, it was Luke Jokel's brother who was the backup. Mm-hmm. Luke Jokel's a three hundred pound lineman, and his brother is you know six six three two twenty. So it's it, it's funny that uh, the discrepancy <laughs> there and wait. Um, we'll talk college football a little bit. Of course, we're going to talk about Doc Rivers getting a five year, around fifty million dollar extension. Uh, from Steve Ballmer, the new owner of the Clippers, begs the question, what if the NBA didn't have a salary cap like baseball? We'll talk about that. Uh, Man, the NFL has come down with the new punishment on domestic violence, and it's a harsh one. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. But first, I want to ask you, Demery, after I answer my own question first, what is your favorite time of year with regards to sports? And it's this is the time of year where sports fans' ears perk up. Yeah. They get excited. They're, the dog days of summer are over. Just <laughs> watching baseball, watching FIFA. And, yeah, well, yeah. Well, we got lucky this year with the World Cup. Yeah, we definitely got and lucky. And then you the Olympics the year before. So every couple of years, we're going to get something to keep our interest, at least for a few weeks through the summer. But baseball is boring when it's the only thing that's on. And I'm sick of hearing about NFL and NBA players getting in trouble in the offseason because they can't keep their heads straight when they're not wearing their pads or their respective jerseys. <laughs> For me, September 4th is when my favorite time of year begins. And it's obvious, it's easy to say when the NFL starts. But basketball is just around the corner. You know, preseason starts mid October, early October. Yeah. And then you go all the way through. And the only thing that's missing in my mind is golf because that starts more in January, obviously, when nicer weather. Yeah. Uh, and then you go all the way through Thanksgiving with all the games slated for Thanksgiving Day, all the way through Christmas for for uh, football when the playoff hunt is starting to you know form and show itself. The NBA is starting to ramp up. Yeah. And then all the way through January, February is the pinnacle with NFL playoffs, NBA playoffs starting to form after the All-Star break in February, and then golf starts. So, I mean, the next six months, I'm going to be a happy person. <laughs> you, you don't know? see a happy version of me. 
I'm sorry? Uh, you're going to see a happy version as me. Well, yeah, because I mean, you play well. college football. Oh, yeah. So now you have your home school playing football. You're going to follow them, you know, exactly. meticulously, I would exactly. assume. Exactly. Yep. And then, you no know, doubt. your Colts. Of course. And then, do you have any other favorite <laughs> football teams? Um, I mean, no, you were born, really. in, born and not raised really. in Indiana, born and right? Born and raised in Indiana, so everyone else I, I really haven't really paid much attention to, but... You know, Indianapolis, the team. I never really had a team outside the Colts. And luckily honestly. for you, with your age demographic, you got you were raised watching Peyton Manning. Definitely. So that that's so a nice the time Broncos to be in as well. I follow. I do follow the Broncos. Yeah, and that's and, fair. Yeah. But I mean, you're at least you're not a you're not a Peyton Manning over Indianapolis Colt fan. No. Meaning you're going to just follow the coattails of a guy that should have won you four Super Bowls, only won you one. Yeah. So what's your favorite time of year? I mean, my, mine is vast. But if I had to absolutely say it, it'd be like October October to the end of March. October. Because March, March Madness is the tail end. And then after March Madness, you have the NBA Finals. Yeah. But then it's like, what do you look forward to? Golf. Honestly, that's the <laughs> look only at thing. You. That's, that's what I've been look picking up for ever since you I've been around. Along here. Hey, ever since I've been around you fools, Dude, I've been I picking up golf. on golf. And yeah, exactly. I'm starting to get into it. But my favorite time of the year would definitely be um, last night, Thursday. Uh, late August is definitely the best time because around that time, I know camp ends. Usually uh, your first game is around the corner and it comes so quick. But uh, definitely right now, this weekend, is, to me, is the biggest weekend. It's bigger than opening day of baseball to me. Do you like Just more? F- do you like college football more than the NFL? Like if you had to pick Absolutely. one sport to watch? Absolutely. And it's be- do you think it's because you lived it? It's yeah because I've been it. your whole career. I mean, have you always loved college football more? Yeah, I, I've always have because they're not they're not paid, and if they are, they're under the table. You don't know about it. <laughs> but at the same time, you know they're not playing on contracts. They're not playing for the next contract, or oh, I'm not getting paid this, this, and that. You know they don't have league restrictions. These guys are out there. You know they go to class. You know they work out, and now you know they try to play, and they have way bigger crowds to me. Yeah. Uh, of crowds coming to their games or their attendance. Not only that, tailgating. It's a whole week of events. These college players, they go through so much. I love watching college game day because of how they travel to each city. I mean, I just love college football way more than NFL. Yeah, I mean, there's I'll, a lot to be said for the uh, for the horseshoe and yeah. for Ann Arbor and for these $110,000 110,000-seat <laughs> stadiums exactly. that are just rabid college football fans. And, exactly. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. The only thing that I – that makes me lean more towards the NFL is that every team has a chance to win the Super Bowl every year. And that's not the same case in college football. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, even Oregon this year, okay? Oregon plays Michigan State first game of the year. If they lose, they're done. Right. I mean, even with this four team playoff, yeah. it's a start, it's a baby step, but it's not where the the, the uh, NCAA will rest, I, I, I believe. Because once people get a taste of a playoff atmosphere, that's going to be it. I think they'll rest on eight games, either that or the top two teams. They'll go go to six, yeah. and the top two teams get a bye. But I don't think that that is something that should happen in college sports. I think that I everybody like needs to be pro- everybody needs to prove that they deserve to be in the national championship right. game. All right, I respect that, but I also I, I like um, when top ten teams go at each other day one, week two, week. Whatever week it is, because it's stupid. You got to win. Think it's though. stupid. You have to win. Why do you put yourself in that situation? Ohio State does the best job in their off season because they don't have to win games. Because all, all the games that they play, they win. In right. the, in the, they're notorious for playing no games outside of Ohio. 
You know, so it's like <laughs> in, in preseason. Exactly. So it's or in non-conference. So they're always in the conversation. They make the BCS or now the defunct BCS make the decision for everybody else. They make the decision. Okay, we went twelve and zero. I dare you to not put us in the national championship game. I dare you. I mean, yes, they lost uh, last year in the in the conference championship, which which made the decision for the BCS. But I don't think as Georgia, as Virginia Tech, as anybody that's played Boise mm-hmm. State during the during the Kellen Moore and uh, Ryan Broyles era. Yeah. It should we be playing a ranked team our first game South Carolina? They cannot lose a game for the rest of the year if they want any chance to even make it to the top 4. That's fine. I mean, that's fair. You exactly. You, you just got to win out now. But I mean, these guys they're not thinking They're playing in the they're SEC. They're not thinking national championship to begin with. I mean, those guys yeah, the national championship is the ultimate goal, but they they got other goals. They want to win the conference. They want to win uh the West of the uh of the a- uh, at the SEC, and they want to accomplish those goals and beat Alabama and beat certain teams, beat the rivals. They want to set that schedule. They want to, at the end of the day, they want to have a winning record. If not, um, maybe lose one or two games in conference. It does set yourself up for failure, but I don't think coaches really think like that. Coaches want to be, want to put their best teams out here like, hey, I'm putting my best against your best. Let's see what we got this Saturday. They're not, they're not thinking about, oh, man, if we lose this game, what will happen to our national champion? No, they're thinking we're going to beat them. The guess what happens when we win? Guess what happens? But like that's what I love about it because you you're throwing your, all your chips in the in the bag one game like, yeah, for the first game. And it, there is something to be said for the off season being ramped up a little bit, you know, in camps and in yeah. practices and stuff. Exactly. Knowing targeting Texas A and M, targeting Kevin Sumlin in, in, in your first game, mm-hmm. I understand that 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 everything is is risen. All the emotions are are uh, more potent. I get it. But it's. I still think it's dumb. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's dumb. Go undefeated and make the B, make the NCAA uh, choose somebody else. I would much rather do that, especially in the SEC. You don't have to play anybody else that's good. The SEC right. is the toughest division, toughest conference in NCAA football. Pac-12 is a close second now. Pac-12 is a close second now. Not there yet. You think but, close second? Yeah, I think so. Over the Big 12? I think so. I mean, the Big 12 had a great year last year. Yeah. There's no question about that. The Big 12 had a fantastic year last year. Uh, I don't think that the ACC is going to be relevant. Florida State's going to lose a game down the line. They're not going to go undefeated yeah, they might lose two years Cle- in a row. Yeah, they might lose to Clemson. Sure, even though Clemson lost everybody. I mean, they <laughs> lost Taj Boyd and, uh, and, and they lost uh, Sammy Watkins, who was, who was their you know, stud receiver. Yeah. I, Pac-12 is close. They're, 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 they're nipping at their heels, but it's still the SEC. Definitely. You know, so I think South Carolina made a mistake by playing Texas A and M. But they had to play their schedule. They had to play their conference. Oh, this is it was just tough. Oh, that, that was the first. One. Oh, that you're right. Yeah. That is the week one. What am I talking That's just about? Tough. Anyways, <laughs> let's pretend I didn't say anything like that. So I didn't even think. Wow, yeah. I didn't even think about. It. I I still think Texas A and M Big Twelve all the time. <laughs> I forgot because Johnny yeah. Manziel did so well in the SEC last year. Yeah. I still thought Big Twelve doesn't matter. Fourteen playoff. Do you think it'll be extended to eight within the next five years? I hope so. I really do hope so. I I don't think. I think they should take what the top eight conference. Just pick eight conferences. Uh, I think it's going to come down to eight conferences in the FBS, regardless in the next couple of years. So you'll take those eight champions and put them in a the playoff system. You think that that's that's what that's how the FCS does it. They take their conference champions and uh, depending on the RPI schedule. They'll take like a, maybe two teams out of conference, depending on how strong that conference is. 
I feel like the FBS is going to turn into that. It's going to go towards that way. Definitely with 18s, I think you should take – because, I mean – Do you, you think the Mountain West deserves to be in there? They, I, I think they deserve a shot. I mean, if they, if you get a team that's undefeated or lose one or two games and, like, your first week or second week you're playing against uh, Clemson or Florida State or Florida – I think they deserve a chance, and they go out there and compete, maybe even win those games, because those are the type of games that you like to see as well, those sleeper upsets that you just never see. You love to watch that in college football. So if a mountain team from the Mountain West, a team from, uh, what's another, uh, what's the AAC? The MAC. AAC, I mean, the MAC, Northern Illinois, you've seen them. They got a BCS uh, gig, what, two years ago? It was a year ago. And, you know, they almost won. They were competing. And then you got teams like uh, Louisville, South Florida, I think those teams deserve a chance. You, you can't just break it down to four because in the four you're gonna get two from the SEC versus anyone else. Maybe yeah. Well, well, I mean, four, four would make it potentially easier because I like eight. It gives everyone. Yeah, but I, it, that doesn't mean that it's the eight best teams in the country. No, it doesn't. But, but that's it what means that's what we're, we're the determining. Eight best teams that won this that won our conference or won each conference in the nation. You don't think that, that year. you don't think that doing four with both teams that make it to. Uh, the, the the conference championship game go and whoever wins it, it that it's all seeding at that point. What the top mean? two from four separate. If all of these, if if, if all of these conferences mm-hmm. get pushed into four power conferences, which is what everybody's talking about, you know, to be the ACC or the uh, the uh, Pac twelve, yeah. Big Ten, Big Twelve, and SEC. Just take those four, and everybody joins one of those four. Then the two that make the conference championship. Will go to be the eight in the be playoffs. The yeah, I like that system. But I mean, and that, but it's tu- also it's going to be tough. It'll be really. Th- tough there's not going to be a correct yeah. answer, and that's why I love the NFL more because everybody's got a chance. <laughs> yeah, you know, you play sixteen less, games, less teams, less schools, less. Yeah, yeah less I understand, teams. but the NCAA is adapted and adapted and adapted. Nobody ever thought they would do a playoff system. Nobody ever thought this stuff would happen ten years ago, but it's slowly starting to adapt, and. I don't know. It's it's going to be exciting this year regardless because there are a lot of deep teams in college football. And which ones don't make a mistake? We'll find out because making a mistake is catastrophic at this point. Yeah. I mean, unless you're in the SEC, you can't lose more than one game and have a chance. Yeah. I mean, is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. That's I don't fair. know. I don't know. I'm 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 just excited, and I'm still embarrassed <laughs> about what I said before. Let's uh let's move to. I want to talk Doc Rivers right now. Oh God. I want to talk Doc, Doc Rivers. Rivers. Five year, fifty million dollar extension. I have I have my barf bag next to me. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the most ridiculous contracts I've ever seen in my. Uh, I'll, I'll give you thirty years on this earth. Uh, here's the thing. We've ripped the Clippers. Yeah, we ripped the Clippers on yesterday, right? Yeah, I've ripped the Clippers forever. Uh, supremely, superfluously talented. Nothing to show for it. Doc Rivers, one of the luckiest coaches to ever wear a suit and stand on the sideline in the NBA. <laughs> Lucky. Well, yeah, because he was a 500 coach until Paul Pierce recruited Ray Allen and uh, Kevin Garnett to go to the to go to the Celtics. They win a championship, they make a finals, lose to the Lakers in seven in one of the ugliest game sevens I've ever seen in my life. I think the final score was like 73-69 or something like that. 
He gets a five-year, $50 million, five-year $50 million extension for doing Jack. Steve Ballmer, new owner of the Clippers, has more money than he knows what to do with. He has his $50 million under a couch cushion in his house. I don't understand exactly why they did it right now. I don't understand why why they wouldn't wait till maybe the middle of the season. If if they're the first seed not going into that. the playoffs, not I mean, that. this is not the right time. I don't think cuz now everybody's going to look and be like, "Hey, I want some more money." Now now we have deep pockets that actually want to pay yeah. for players and love their players and not you know, uh, have audio recordings of supreme racism. I knew it's. A, I know it's a new day and age in L.A. I understand that, but this isn't the right move. So you think it's like an apology? You know, contract? it's funny. It's funny. I was trying. I was trying. Try- no, it's not. And I'm sorry. It's. It's. I was thinking more. Is this a? <laughs> is this? I broke your bike, so I'm going to buy you candy. Yeah. For a kid. Not an apology, more of a, more of a deterrent, more of uh, take your mind off it. And, yeah. and Doc Rivers is a smart guy. I'm not calling him a kid by any stretch of the imagination. He is a great players coach, and I'll give you that much. Players love him. Okay, he's he overachieved in Boston with the pieces that they got. Taking a flyer on Rajon Rondo, trading the Suns for cash with, with, is how they acquired him in the draft. Nobody knew he was going to be this good. He couldn't shoot in college. He turned the ball over more than anybody, which he still does. Him and John Wall are the two worst in the NBA. So nobody knew that that was all going to come together. Doc Rivers happened to be the coach at the time. You say the same about Eric Spolstra. You know? So this, I just don't think it's, I think it's too much. It's definitely too much. Um... This This is Phil Jackson money. And he can't have he can't put all of his rings on one on one uh, on two hands. So I don't understand it. Like, what what is he getting paid for just to keep the best players intact with one another? Well, I think and that not Steve Ballmer. The playoffs, that's what you that's what you're paying. This but man Steve Ballmer's of? a smart a smart guy. Obviously, okay, he knows that he has to cement his team's leader. Guy. Yeah, pay two billion dollars for the Clippers. Yeah, and Donald Sterling came out and said it was a steal <laughs> or a bargain. Uh, <laughs> No, $2 billion, that's, that's going to be the going right now, especially for a team in L.A., especially for the star-studded team that they have. $2 billion? Yeah. No way. Yeah. But. Um, a- anyways, he knew that he had to show his team that Doc Rivers was their head coach and will continue to be their head coach. So if he had to overpay a little bit, I understand where he's coming from. But I hope that he's a basketball-savvy mind. He, yeah. In the future. I hope he's worth those numbers in the yeah. future. Well, and I'm talking more about Steve Ballmer mm-hmm. not overpaying players that don't deserve it. For all intents and purposes, there are very few people very few coaches in the NBA right now that have championship rings. Right? I mean, uh, there's maybe six, maybe less than that. That active coaches that have championship rings. Because the last what, six or seven were the Heat, Spurs, Lakers. <laughs> you know, oh, Dallas, Dallas, so Rick, Rick Carlisle's one, you know, so yeah. it's not many guys have him. So I guess if you have to overvalue something, at least you're overvaluing a championship head coach. We got to take a break. Call me last sports talk. We'll be right back.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Man, I could listen to that all day. I don't even care. I can't even watch it on syndication anymore. Say by the bell, one of the best teen shows ever. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. Cormier Lasseter Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Demery. Follow, I'll be in the streets. Oh. Follow me on LinkedIn. Okay. First name, last name. but L-A-S-H-E? L-A-W. That's what I said. I think you misheard You me. left out the W. No, I, I didn't. L-A-W-S-H-E? Anyway, back, back to the Say by the Bell segment. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't really relate to that show. I, re- I mean, it was... It was kind of funny. I wouldn't say the best. Get teen, out. The best teen show, really? I don't know. The, to me. Okay. What do you think is? The uh, best teen show. I don't know. I was, I was a big All That fan. Because they did comedy Get skits. Get out. They You're did the, comedy skits. Oh, my God. Those are teenagers. How's Amanda Bynes doing now? <laughs> she's, she's, the, I digress. She's living good. Doc Rivers' <laughs> five-year five $50 million <laughs> extension. She looks more like Kenan Thompson than she does Amanda Bynes now. Oh, wow. Um, that's where Kenan and Kel started, too, right? Yep, exactly. Man. Welcome to Good Burger? Home in a good place. Yeah, okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> call me and be like, what are you guys talking about? Right. <laughs> uh, Doc Rivers' five-year $50 million extension. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, if they stay there for long periods of time, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to break the barrier of gigantic contracts that have hit the NBA. If Steve Ballmer doesn't care about paying luxury tax, this, this guy's got a lot of money. This guy's got more money than Mark Cuban and Mark Cuban pays his players. Yeah. You know, he's got that Oregon ducks locker room with, he put Xbox three sixties and everybody's luck. I mean, he takes care of everybody. I think they have 40-inch flat screens in all of their lockers. What? You're not even there for that long. No, I know. Who but that, that's what he that does. Long? You know, that's what he does. People talk about Oregon. I'm going to get off top of here for a second. People talk about, you know, uh, Oregon not dirty recruiting and all that stuff. Look at their facility. Oh, that's man. recruiting itself. Yeah, they put, what, $40, $50 million into that? Okay, so that, hey, you want to come play here? You know what? We don't even need to, you know, bring the cheerleaders around or, exactly. or you know, everything like that. Uh, just just walk into here, and I'll, I'll give you guys a minute to yourself. 
Oh, man. You know, so it's... Anyways, it'll be interesting to see what Steve Ballmer does from here because if you pay your head coach this much money, you're going to have to pay your players in equal value, which is, you know, at a zero to the end of that contract. And and that's what it is. You better not do it, man. Because these guys are going to want to get paid... And that's where are. that's where play suffers when people get paid. But who do you who who do you pay from this team right now from this unit right now? Because some contracts are coming up after this year. This is going to be a huge determining factor because the quote unquote the problem is gone. Okay, Donald Sterling was a huge problem. Yeah. He was a cloud that you know was over the Clippers organization ever since time. he bought it for a long time. Yep. You know, ask Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor said he was one of the most racist people he's ever met, yeah. but he was his GM. Elgin Baylor was one of the one of the best players in NBA history, and he was the GM for the Clippers for a long time, and he withstood it. Uh, but you know, yeah. it, it's better that he's gone. So this year will be. And, and I said yesterday that I would not be surprised if the Clippers had the number one overall seed going into the playoffs next year, and just based on pure talent alone, you know. Uh, the the division isn't great that they play in the Pacific Division. Golden State's good, you know they're they're above average. Yeah. Um, still unproven, you know. Uh, again, they were a Steph Curry three pointer foul call on Chris Paul that didn't happen that could have got them into the second round of the playoffs last year. So we'll see. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about the Clippers, and I've talked too much. I just hope they win in the playoffs. You I mean, hope they win. The smartest move that. <laughs> I just hope so, man. You paying Doc Rivers that much money, then you the best move they did was get rid of Dudley, trade him to the Bucks. Oh, that's another guy. <laughs> Poor that's guy. The best move Bomber. Oh my made. god. Yeah. Poor guy, but you Milwaukee. know what? He, he gets to revamp up his career. Put With some shots wh- up. Where he's gonna throw some shots up now. At least he gets he gonna he's gonna have a green light. Oh, Shoot god. the three. Get your <laughs> career back together. Get traded. Milwaukee again. should just join Go the to ACC Cleveland next year. And Milwaukee then, should <laughs> just join the ACC. I mean that's they, they can't they shouldn't even be an NBA team anymore. The NFL has definitely um, changed their rules on domestic violence with regards to suspensions. In lieu of the Ray Rice two game suspension that ninety eight percent of people I would say think was too light, uh, they've uh, they've strengthened the penalties a little bit. Yeah, just a little, just a just a notch. First first offense six games fine. If Ray Rice got six games, That's I feel fair. like everybody would have been content. Not that domestic violence is okay. Not that it's ever warranted. But six games, that's, you know, that's fine. That's fair. It's uh, not perfect, it's fair. I think about half the season. Man, I say, I say about eight games. Well, well, so six games, that's not including your bye week. So that's close to half. That's close to half. Right. So six games and your bye week, seven, fair. close that's enough. It's fair. Second offense, lifetime ban. That's not fair. You don't think it's fair? I don't think it's fair. Why? If you shouldn't do Domestic. it the first time, you're getting pretty much a reprieve by only getting half the season. If you do it a sec, if you're an idiot enough to do it, this is not yeah. weed. This is not even like you know uh, meds or or coke or anything like that. Well, what does I'm it talking come about? Down cocaine, to? not Coca Cola. What does it come down to from the player, the NFL player getting charged, or did it, or just domestic oh, violence oh, happening have to be and charged. not get charged? Not everybody's going to get videotaped. Right. You know this. That was bad. Wrong. Ca- oh, it's, it's wrong. Could get wrong time. Though. Wrong scenario. He got videotaped, and that, that that's going to happen. Not, not everybody that that hits their significant other in front of does others. it in an elevator and, yeah. and 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 pulls her out. Yeah, as if it was just like a twenty five pound salmon you just caught. I mean it. It it's going to be 
based on male or female, whoever whoever gets hit or whatever, calling the cops, them getting charged. It's so difficult for an NFL player to get charged with something. We 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 have to we have to remember that. Is it really? I mean, for athletes, Aaron Hernandez did four awful things before all of the uh, all of the uh, evidence was found in an apartment that he had in his friend's name in Connecticut. All of the you know the murder weapons and all that stuff was in an apartment that he paid that was away, so it was easy to charge at that point. Yeah, but I mean, athletes get the benefit of the doubt a lot of times. They live by different rules. We talk about this all the time. It's like okay, so look at uh, look at um. Oh my God, what what was that? What was the DB for uh, Darren Sharper mm-hmm. for the Saints? Okay, all of this was alleged that he was raping and and uh and abusing women over four or five states. You know, uh, Nevada, Arizona, California, and I think uh, Louisiana, and it took forever for him to get charged. Like it came out, yeah. took a few months to gather all the evidence, and then he got charged. But that's an extreme case. If it's like, oh, uh, it's, if it's her, her word against his in their home with an athlete, isn't there a lot more gray area there? Yeah, it definitely is. So with actually getting the first charge, that's just the way it is. I don't agree with it. But I think actually getting two charges against you with domestic violence won't happen. It's not going to happen. Because people are going to think about if the only thing that I know is football and that could get taken away from me for doing an idiot act again, I think it'll be a really harsh so deterrent. It's, it's fair to say a lifetime ban from, yes. this, from the game? And if this Ray Rice thing happened afterwards, I don't think it would be a lifetime ban. I think it would be a year suspension. But because th- they're paying it backward, yeah. because Ray Rice got a light suspension, they have to throw the book at everybody else. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, definitely. But I just don't see a lifetime ban being that fair. Maybe I, I could see, okay, you suspended yeah, well, we, without pay for a whole season. Um, that's weed. Josh Gordon just got that. So that's, yeah, the, same level I mean, as, that's the same level as marijuana. I don't see lifetime ban. I just don't see I don't that I don't think that's too fair. I mean domestic violence happens which is it, it needs to stop obviously. Like it's it's not cool at all to be to have an NFL brand name or yeah, to have since we're talking about the NFL, being part of the NFL, it's not cool to be you're a role model even though if you want to be or if you don't want to be. Domestic violence should not be happening. Period. Okay. But at the same time, if you look at what these owners have been doing Per se, uh, Jim Ursay and these other drugs and what what the guy got caught for uh, Molly Molly pills and things like that. I don't think domestic violence should be at that tolerance level necessarily as for a lifetime ban. Maybe a season, maybe two seasons, season and a half. I think that's fair for a second time, third time. Okay, yeah, that definitely a you season, not, season. You not even see the NFL anymore. A season, season and a half for most players. Well, it's a lifetime ban anyways, because you're never going to get back in. No, not, not necessarily. What is, what is the average... Look at Pac-Man. Not necessarily. What, <laughs> what is the average lifespan for an NFL player's career? Uh, I'll say about three years. Three and a half years. Three and a half, yeah. Okay, so that year and a half right there is half of that. So say, say you know, somebody's been in the league five years, okay? Average player... You know, maybe above average player or something like that. I'm not going to make any example of any names because I think that's unfair. Uh, you get popped, 
six games. Next year you get popped again. You're in a bad situation, you know, whatever, that you might have created. A year and a half, that puts you into your, you know, eighth year, ninth year. Coming back after a year and a half yeah. seems, seems pretty daunting task to get back into the NFL. And who would want to take you? This isn't a Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Martin, Ricky, Richie Incognito situation. Right. Words are different than actual physical action. And, I mean, obviously, Richie Incognito's words were uh, unacceptable as well. And we're not, we're not questioning that. But Richie Incognito's going to get a job again. Because he might be a mental pariah, but he's not beating anybody. All right. Allegedly. I don't know about his personal life. I don't know about anything like that. So it's a completely different situation. Bullying and abusing your significant other. Yeah. That's a totally different level. It is. It is another level. Weed and drugs and everything. That is something that you're doing to yourself. That is self-deprecating to a certain degree, depending on the drug that you're taking, alcohol, whatever. With the Josh Brent, with, with the Dallas linebacker Josh Brent, who killed his who killed his practice squad teammate. Like that's different. Domestic violence is an an umbrella in and of itself, and. It's coming to the forefront now, and the NFL is trying to adapt. And this is what they decided, and I have no problem with it. I understand yeah. your stance on it. I understand that it might be harsh for the second time. If you do I it, it yeah. if you do it twice, you don't deserve to play in the NFL. No way. I mean, no, you don't. Exactly. You don't deserve to play for a significant time. If you want to come back and revamp up your career, you're not going to get picked up regardless anyway. Like you're saying, it's going to be well, tough for you to Well, then why not do it a lifetime ban? Because I, just the whole concept was like this Go guy. Play in he, Canada. he doesn't. He doesn't like. We're, it's just like him, uh, player, NFL player, doing it twice, and it's just like, okay, what? Why don't go out and get this guy some help? Why not help this guy out through NFL organizations where you can sit down, bring in uh, psychiatrists, anyone who can sit down, bring a doctor in, talk to this man, talk to a young man, like let him know how bad it is over that one year, two year. Get him uh, someone to look o- look after him. If he has to. Almost like a... That's what marriage counseling is for. No, definitely. That's what it's for. They don't have time for marriage counseling. These guys are in the NFL. So? They play (laughs) for 18 weeks. They got a lot to do in the 18 weeks. 18 weeks. That's why you get it. And during that year time, okay, counseling. Get get, Help this man out. Find the best help that he can. Don't demolish all he worked for and this dispute with your wife and you, you know, you got to end that. You you can't let it go to that level. I'm not supporting that at all. That's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, I think a lifetime ban is a little is maybe a little too harsh. But I can understand. I understand. You know why they made it. it of course, uh, domestic violence against women. It should not happen. But at the same time, I don't think a lifetime ban is fair. I think it's, so I think it's tough. So preemptive action. You're saying is is a way that would uh, would keep. Abuse from happening. So you, you have a you, yeah, you go to counseling, you go to yeah. personal counseling. Exactly. Okay. That is looked at as a sign of weakness in the NFL. <laughs> it definitely is. It is. And it definitely that's is. like that's like hiring a driver. Yeah, it's like only... hiring a driver. Okay. <laughs> no, it is. It, it is. is. Yeah, because definitely. it looks like, oh, you're an alcoholic, you can't drive yourself home. But these you guys can... need that. And I agree with you. I these I'm guys I'm, need I'm on your side it's with more, this. It, there needs to be more of that, whether it's alcohol, drugs, domestic violence, uh, Guys who drinking and driving and you know killing other men. Look at look at what's that guy Stallworth? Dante Stallworth, yeah. He, he was in the he, league he, two years he later. He hit a guy right, and it yeah. was back in the NFL. Uh huh. So 
counseling, if that going to see a psychologist is it's paramount, especially in this day and age with social media, with so many, pardon me, so many media outlets, mm-hmm. it's you need some sort of release. You know, you need some sort of venting apparatus, and that would be a psychologist. And I agree with you, but it will never happen. Maybe there are select few guys that can turn the blinders off, mm-hmm. that can sit down and talk about why they're feeling certain ways. Listen, I went to therapy for a long time, mm-hmm. and it changed my life. Right. And it wasn't like, hug it out, let's cry and everything. <laughs> I would, I'd be swearing, like, my, no, my, my therapist <laughs> and I would be, you know, swearing back and forth with each other, just joking yeah. around, but it got me to where I want, where I needed to be. I didn't know where I needed to be when I went, but it got me to where I needed to be at the end, and... I, I, you know, I think he, he changed the course of my life and with, with athletes that are at so supremely talented that are at the pinnacle of a sport mm-hmm. getting paid for it in the media's eye all the time. Yes, everybody makes mistakes, but they have the avenues that not a lot of other people have with the ability to be able to talk to people, be talk to a psychologist, talk to do these things, but it is looked at as a sign of weakness. And that's not to say that it's going to get out, that they're talking to a therapist, like as if it's a bad thing. It's if, you know, it's, but people shy it, away I, from I it. I really don't think it's, it's weakness. I think you're just manning up to do it. Yeah, if, you, what man, if, if you man up and get your help, it's, not, it's no sign of weakness. Yeah. At, at but the, normally man problem. up means suck it up and get over it. Yeah, well. Which is fair. Not when it's lifetime ban situation. Well, yeah, no, but I'm saying like, yeah, so – if you start having issues in your marital relationship or with girlfriend or, or boyfriend, or, you know, whatever, yeah, talk then. Like, I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if this is going to be a thing where, I don't know if this is going to be a thing where that this new potential lifetime ban thing will will yield people to start talking more, yeah, and start dealing with their issues up front or breaking relationships off that that are unhealthy that are poisonous. Maybe it will, but I think I the lifetime so. ban is the best thing the NFL could have done. Oh yeah. To keep athletes from all oh, yeah. professional sports and sports in general from from doing what they oh, yeah. have been doing in taking, the past. Yeah, definitely. These well, guys. look at Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson was going to make the Dolphins on Hard Knocks. Right. He was going to make the Dolphins. He had just gotten married, and he smacked his wife around in one of the most awkward "we're releasing you" conversations I've ever seen with Joe Philbin. It, it was recorded on Hard Knocks. It yeah. took him 45 minutes to get it out. Chad Johnson's like, "Give me, like, dude, you don't deserve another chance. You're trying to make this team, and you're acting that crazy off the field? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. He's never played in the NFL again. So there is a direct correlation between how you act at off, when you're not wearing the pads mm-hmm. and how you act when you do. And now the NFL has put their foot down. Cormelasser Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. On the other side, I'm going to talk about Tony Stewart and... Well, I think it's way too early, early for him to be racing again. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Yeah! <laughs> Must be Friday. Make it like a tree and get the... Oh, you watched that, right? You watched Boondock Saints, right? Yeah. Yeah. Back on... It's on the wagon. Uh, of course. <laughs> Corman Lasseter Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio, voiceamerica.com. Download the Voice America radio app. You can stream it easily from your phone. All of our shows are archived on there. You can download our podcast on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. Find Demery Lachey in the streets. Is that what you want me to say? I guess. I don't know what right you want now, me to say. I don't know what you want I, me to I say. I stay away from social media. I know that. Why? Man, social media is, is not good for my life. I mean, I'm, I'm a very, I like to be private. Yeah. And a lot of, I think it was more of being in school, you're being looked at by the athletic director, your coaches, and they're telling you not to post certain things. And I feel as if, if I don't have a right to post certain stuff on my given Twitter or uh, social media account. Then what's the point of me even having it? if so I you're can't silently say what protesting? I have to say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm about to get it back though. So uh, my silent protest. That's okay. About a year. I'll, I'll start. No, I'll and I had, to get, I, I had to get some. I had to get my communication skills together by talking with people face to face more because I was, I was in that era, this generation where I was doing Facebook since like uh, junior high school. And then I went into the Twitter and Instagram. I was that heavy with Man, it. I'm old. My yeah. My generation <laughs> is like strong with social media. What do you know about MySpace in middle school for me? Come oh. on. Yeah. Tony Stewart to race <laughs> Sunday at Atlanta Motor Speedway, nineteen days after uh fatally hitting fellow driver. Um I said what did I say? I think it was a week and a half ago or two weeks ago that he needed to take some time, in my opinion. He needed to take some time counseling. Yeah. Um, hit this right away. Don't let it linger. Uh, he's been in seclusion ever since. 20 days isn't enough time. Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, it's easy for the suits upstairs to be like, yeah, you know, you, oh, you're ready? You're ready? Oh, well, I mean, you're, you're one of our top earners. You're one of our top draws, so why not? Yeah, he's one of the top off season stories, you know, big headline story. 
I don't even think Tony Stewart even knows what he's getting himself into. When that race day come around, he's back in that car. I, I could, 20 days? I hope I'll never feel what he's feeling right now. Uh, that's selfish for me. Uh, but, I mean, I couldn't imagine the, the internal emotional anguish that he's feeling. I couldn't imagine. I, I, I seriously c- can't fathom how he could actually function a race car right now. I mean, I'm sure the first thing he did was go race somewhere, was go race on a private track and just get, and that's get what some he stuff should out. Do. That's what he should do for a year, maybe two years. This thing is a deadly weapon, obviously. And I'm not saying this based upon what happened on August 9th, but I'm saying that it's a deadly weapon at all times, 220 miles an hour. No brakes. Do you think that if he rides scared, he's going he's gonna to crash? You can't. You have to ride balls to the wall in NASCAR. I don't know much about NASCAR, but I know that you have to drive fastest to finish first. You have to pit at the right time. You have to do all these things. I understand that. I think that it's too early. I don't know if he's getting pressure from his sponsors, which could be true, because they need they need him on the track. Yeah, I'm sure they've already taken a hit for for what's happened, but. I truly believe that this is – I hope everything goes okay. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to feel for somebody when – I mean, I feel for him. I know it was an accident. He wasn't trying to nail this kid. You know, he wasn't. Come on. I mean, I, I mean no matter how, how brass, crass, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, he is, how much of a jerk and sarcastic and a-hole-ish he potentially could be, I mean, that, that's his – that's his M.O. No, he did not try to take the guy's life away. Definitely not. Did you think he tried to hit I, him? I think he maybe tried. No, I don't think he tried to, like, initially, like, let me hit this guy. Just because, you know, I made him crash, and now he's going off in the middle of the, of the, of the road. Like, who's this guy I think he hit? You know, I think it was probably, like, I, I'm going to try to scare him and lost control of the car maybe for a second and actually went too close. And I don't, like, that that could be a possibility to me, but no, I definitely you don't know, try to initially hit this guy. But at the same time, just out of respect of him, of the guy life he took away in the family, out of respect, twenty days is is too soon. I, I yeah, I think you should wait. He only missed two races. Yeah, but still, I'm just saying he only missed two. It's yeah, exactly. It's it's way more than just two races. Like I. Personally, I know I would be like, okay, let me. I gotta take some time off to myself. I don't care about no sponsors. Yeah, just you're gonna go, make that money back once go I go to back Antigua, on the track. go to Bora Bora, yeah, and just sit by yourself. They're gonna with make your loved way ones. more money a year from now if he comes back than what he's gonna do in 20 days. I would sponsors. take some of the money that I um, have accrued over my years. He's, I mean, he's worth a lot of money. Uh, just go away, go away, relocate for a year. And just chill, you know, go to counseling, do these things. But again, counseling is never looked at as an option. No. It's overlooked as an option, I, I, I should say. In a grave situation like this, things are not to be taken lightly. And I feel like something has been taken lightly across the course of these you know, last three weeks to put him in a uniform and in a car again. I just don't see it. I mean, there there are few things in professional sports that have this type of magnitude. Death on a course of any kind is of the utmost, you know, concern for the person that was quote unquote at fault 
or the person that was included in the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are very few times that this has ever happened. You know, I mean, Hank Gathers at UNLV died heart attack on the court. Um, Reggie Lewis, same thing, died in practice. Boston Celtics player. In non, <laughs> I mean, NASCAR is a thing in and of itself because I mean, you're you're obviously driving a car against other people who are driving cars that are all considered deadly weapons if uh, if handled incorrectly. And yes, unfortunately, the kid made a mistake. You know, unfortunately, it was a mistake to get out of your car, and he paid the ultimate consequence. But now, Tony Stewart has to move forward, and if this is all, I mean, this is all he knows. You know, with I mean, you know what I mean. Professionally, this is what he's done forever. So there, I guess there is five percent of me thinking there's something to be said for him getting back out and racing right away, mm-hmm. because you can't uh, change your life's path because something bad happens like this. You have to still be true to yourself and you know keep racing. So I mean, I, I'm. It, it's a polarizing topic. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are happy that he's going to get out and race again and yeah, and, and try to try to um, regain normalcy in his life, right. which, which is what it is because this is this is what he knows. But also, take the human, put the human element into it. I think it's too soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I agree with you know it, he needs to get back on the track. He needs to get back racing. Um, you know, that's what that's what's home to him. That's what maybe calms him, gets him back to normal. So, but 20 days, it absolutely, is, I think it's definitely too short. But yeah. who knows? I mean, it's tough. Are you excited at all for the FIBA championship? Uh, for the FIBA? No. So if people aren't excited about the FIBA championship, no, it's too much. It's too much other stuff going. College football, NFL is about to. Yeah, ramp but you're up a big basketball soon. fan, right? I'm a huge basketball. Okay, fan. so I mean, we're not saying that for for those listeners out there, Mr. Demery Lachey is not just a football fan, even though he played football in college. He loves all sports, and he's even loving golf. Um, <laughs> so the FIBA championship, I agree. Um, I love basketball is my number one sport. It's what I, what I know the most about. Exactly, it's what yeah. I've watched ever since I was three. That that's was what the only thing I played. I played baseball. I wasn't very good. Uh, flag football was a nasty Ooh, corner. That was a nasty corner. <laughs> I had two interceptions in a game. Come on, bro. Um, but with with the star studded team, you know, it, it's just it still isn't. I don't have any interest. Yeah. And this is the time where the USA could get snapped off and might not win. Would they win the bronze a couple years ago? So I mean, it's yeah. you know, this is the time where the, where the playing field is leveled. The Olympics, not so much. I mean, the, the players care about the Olympics more, and usually it's better players that play in the Olympics. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the trend moving forward with the Paul George injury and everything. Uh, They're still going to play. Yeah, the but I mean, LeBron's never going to play again. I mean, I didn't expect I think him to that, play I think anymore. that, and so quickly to seal up the FIBA talk, I don't think so either. And this begs the question, should, there be, should it be second-year players to play? Should it be third year players to play? You know, and a couple of them are. You know, a couple of them are Kyrie and uh, you know other guys. Like Bradley Beal got sent home. John Wall got sent home. Um, I just I don't see the allure. I, I just don't see why people would watch. I mean, if the game's on a Tuesday at noon, and, and I'm not working, yeah, I'll yeah, watch it. Maybe. Yeah, 
It'll you know, be on I'll Saturday afternoon with I'll, college football going on. Yeah, I'll watch the highlights. Yeah, exactly. This is basketball season's over. And David Stern, the former commissioner of the NBA, did such a fantastic job in globalizing basketball. And this is just you know Haley's comment with the tales that it has? This is <laughs> yeah. this is one of the tales of of the globalization of basketball. This is just something that had a lure years ago and doesn't right now. You know? And I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think that as long as, it, as long as it's in existence, the USA will partake. Mm-hmm. But there's going to have to be something that'll that'll spark the the interest of the interest of viewers. And I, I don't even know if it's necessarily for media dollars that the U.S. is doing it. I mean, people talk about that it's just a tune-up for the for the Olympics, which is fine. I mean, if that's the case, okay. But that doesn't mean that these exact guys are going to be playing in the Olympics. And if you have two other superstars that come in and play, it changes the whole dynamic of everything. Yeah. So it's not necessarily you're building a foundation that can't be cracked when you have the same team from the FIBA, not necessarily the same team in the Olympics. I think that personally, moving over to the Olympics, I think that Kevin Durant, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, they need to have one more run. Let's, bring, let's do a Dream Team 3. Because this is the closest thing to a dream team that the NBA has had since Shaq, Dream Team 2. Mm-hmm. You know, the Vince Carter one where he jumped and dunked over the seven-footer of Slovenia or, or whatever yeah. country it was. That's fine. They were good. They won the gold. That's fine. But it wasn't what it is now. No, definitely not. You have superstars in this league now. that You, you had superstars then, but the, it's more, there are more levels of stardom now. You have your top tier. You know, you have Durant. Right. I would even put Westbrook up there just for the sheer fact that he'll make people ooh and ah, and he can jump through the roof. And Olympics, he's a perfect player for the Olympics. All right. You know, so you have him, LeBron, Durant. You know, throw even Dwight Howard on the team. Throw guys like that that are the stars in this league, and go on one more Olympic run. Beat everybody by sixty and show the world one more time that we're still the best, still the best uh, country on the planet. All right. With regards to basketball. I agree. Um, <laughs> to go back to your original question, FIFA, FIBA, uh, no. It's not a big deal. I'd rather see, like you said, like I'd rather watch the Olympics. I'd rather see LeBron them take one more run at it. That would be great. But with Paul George's injury and whatnot, Oof. I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, I don't even see Durant even coming back playing. You don't think so? No, definitely not Durant and LeBron. Yeah, now there now there's conspiracy theorists saying yeah. that John Wall and Bradley Beal came back, Kevin Durant came back, so they they're all playing ball in Washington because Durant's going to go to Washington <laughs> when his contract is up, go back home. I don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> going to the happen. Nowadays, going home. Oh, uh, we got to get out of here. Kwame Lester, Sports Talk, hey. Demery Lachey, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. I will see you guys Monday. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>